I've just been asked to express my gratitude very quickly. Let me start by saying it's a huge honor uh, and a huge privilege for me. And uh, we, we spend the morning hearing the, the challenges that confront African football. But let me just thank my brother Gianni, the vision and the encouragement of unity. We can only deal with the challenges of Africa and we will succeed. I have to thank uh, our host and also pass our gratitude to His Majesty the King, Muhammad VI, and express our gratitude and uh, may God assist him. And then uh, to thank the people of Morocco as well as to thank the, the CAF Expo, the leadership we have of football in every country. It is that leadership that gives me confidence and that inspires me and I'm absolutely confident working together we will indeed succeed. My brother Sengo, uh, my brother Yaya, my brother uh, Jacques Anuma, thank you so much. Can we clap hands for them? Huh? And as I go and sit down, just thanks to the staff and thanks to the people who really you know, sometimes we see the problems and the failures and the weaknesses in CAF, and there are challenges. But we must also focus on, on the optimistic, on the positive, on a lot of the good, good work that many of the staff people, our committees, the governing committee, all of these, uh, the ethics committee, all of these structures within CAF that really have excellent people. Danny Jordan is the SAFA president, the good dog is in Morocco. He talks to us here in Morocco Sports Worldwide on what has been a historical day. You who are listening wherever you are around the country and around the continent and around the world are bearing witness to arguably a moment that we had never seen before. Dr. Jordan, good evening. Uh, good evening, Robert. Uh, I'm just outside the General Assembly Hall in Rabat, Morocco, where Patrice is just having his first uh, press conference inside the hall. And thank you for your patience. I know you've been listening to a lot of what we've been playing out. I know that you've been hard at work with Dr. Mutsipe. Every single step, you've been able to give him the guidance that he needed. I think your experience in football, we all know it's been well captured. But just give me a Danny Jordan moment right now in terms of it being made official and it being made finally public. Well, you know, I said the other day, uh, I was in this place before. Uh, in 2010, we were clearly um, linked as a favorite to host the 2010 World Cup. But there's always the butterflies, the anxiety that uh, what is clearly indicated to you, will it in fact happen? And that was the same with Patrice. Everybody was saying it's over. But as you know, in football, you don't win until the ref blows the final whistle. And today, the final whistle was blown. Uh, to thunderous applause in the hall, uh, he got a standing ovation. Every delegate got up and applauded uh, Patrice. So it's a clear indication that the decision to nominate him uh, as a candidate, uh, the decision to pursue a vigorous campaign in a short space of time, 
uh, it was the correct one. And that new energy is injected in African football, new hope. Uh, and everybody uh, today is hopeful. Uh, I think if you see uh, who else won the election, because that is uh, an indication whether there's overwhelming support. You know, for example, Pinnick uh, contested the position of uh, FIFA Council. And you know the famous 40 votes that we talked about. Pinnick got 43 votes. Lesuiti from Botswana got 31. Chetty got 40. Waberi got 40. Sado from Cameroon, 45. So you can see that all of those people, Aisha also won. All of these people are the people who supported Patrice. So there was a groundswell of support behind Patrice and the team that he has identified. And I think that will show you the strength of Patrice's positioning cap in African football. When everybody talks about the different approach, Mr. Jadan, about how everything happened and how involved Jenny Infantino was in trying to achieve what he calls the team spirit and the sense of unity, has it now finally sunk in in terms of what he was trying to achieve, or do you think there's still some voices there in dark corners who might be slightly unhappy? Well, uh, look, there always be difference of opinion. But I think we must not take away from uh, Patrice's own effort. Of all of the candidates, he's about the only candidate who got on his own private jet and flew to as many countries as possible in the shortest space of time. You know, and one day, we visited two, three countries uh, in West Africa. And he was there personally, meeting head of state, meeting minister of sport, meeting the sport federation. Uh, he worked very, very hard. So... If he did not do that, Gianni Infantino would not have recognized that Patrice was going to be a formidable candidate in this election. Uh, so anyone who settled for a compromise, an agreement, uh, look at the, what South Africans like to talk, the balance of forces. Uh, and he worked very hard, and, and, and we swung <clears throat> the advantage and, and, and majority support in his favor. Um, if you look at the candidates, well, Jacques Noma, unfortunately, uh, was under quarantine and he didn't go anywhere. Uh, so there was hardly a campaign there. Uh, <clears throat> Ahmad Yahya uh, was a co-opted member and therefore, should he have lost, he would have been out. And so Sango also had the same threat. Well, for Patricia, was not even inside the structure. And, and when you look at uh, Gianni Infantino saying, look, uh, in an election there's winners and losers. Why can we not all be winners by working together and putting Africa's interests first and agreeing on what are the priorities for African football? And once they've agreed on that, uh, it was clear that Patricia is a leader uh, of of the uh, discussion and the protocol that has been reached. But more than that, they also agreed on who are the other people that must come on board uh, and drive the broad initiative. So it's not just uh, three persons. Uh, it's, it's broader than that. And, and so you see the new leadership, I think, has been clearly mandated to change the face of African football and uh, to have a South African leading it's just an historic moment for, for South Africa. 
We are the only country on the continent who hosted the World Cup. And now we are going to have the president of CAP in our country. It's a blessing. And as Mamadou said earlier, there were four founding members of CAP. Uh, Egypt and the Egyptian Ahmed became the first president of, of CAP. Uh, Sudan was the other member, the founding, founder of FIFA. And Dr. Alim became the uh, president, second president of CAP. Uh, then it was Ethiopia, the third founder member, and uh, the president, uh, Tessema. Uh, Tessema became the president of CAP. So the only country of the four who did not have the opportunity to put a CAP president was in fact South Africa. But the reason for that is known to you. It's because of apartheid. South Africa was, of course, banned and expelled. Uh, and it took a long time. And during that period, uh, Issa Hayatou occupied the president of CAF for 29 years. And in 2017, he was removed by Ahmed Ahmad, who served for two years to November 2020. And then Omari acted until today, from November 2020 today. So there are very few presidents uh, of CAF. And, and, and so... We are very happy that South Africa, being a founder member, uh, also had the opportunity and the last one as a founder member to have a president of CAP. And we could not have a better person than Patrice Mosepe. Well, I can tell you, as we're having this conversation, the heavens have just opened up. Um, it, it has just started raining. You know, showers of blessing is what we talk about and uh, maybe just blessing the occasion, as we normally say, uh, within African tradition here in South Africa. The immediate issues, though, Dr. Jordan, in terms of where he needs to go. People talk about uh, the TV rights deals that need to be sorted out and straightened out. And I think, uh, you know, Doug Patrice Matsipa did touch on it, you know, in his acceptance speech, saying that uh, the reason why people see and believe that uh, Europe or the EPL have got some of the best uh, football in the world is because they've sampled some of the best around the world. And it is up to Africa as well to strengthen that and to try and straighten it up as well. Do you believe, though, that that is a is a key component in terms of driving his vision forward is to ensure that the TV rights deal is sorted out. Well, uh, he was in the Congress today, and of course, uh, at any annual Congress, you must submit your annual financial statement, and the annual financial statement tells the whole story. Uh, CAP's deficit for this year is 11 million U.S. dollars. Uh, if revenue has shrunk from over 200 to just over 100 million, uh, and part of it is the fact that uh, CAF had a broadcast deal that went sour. And, you know, you don't see CAF Champions League matches. You don't see CAF uh, African Cup of Nations matches. We're coming up with the FIFA World Cup qualification. And all of it, African football is not on the broadcasters of the African continent. And so what has happened? Uh, European football, whether it's Germany, La Liga... Uh, English football, and other football programs have taken over and has taken the revenue from African football out and uh, transferred it to Europe. So Europe's position uh, is stronger. In addition to that, uh, Europe, for example, out of the 2018 World Cup, received 
3.5 million US dollars. Africa, 50 million. Because again, it's the performance of the team. UEFA's revenue is 4.5 billion. Cap, as I just said, less than 200 million. So that is a huge challenge because Africa, in terms of financial support, is the continent in greatest need, but it has the least revenue. So, but we know that that is one of the major challenges, and that is why we spoke to him to say, we think you can bring uh, football and business in a partnership on the continent that can unlock resources for the continent. Of course, as you know, when I spoke to Patrice the first time about being the president, uh, he said to me, why would you ask a principal or a chancellor of a university or a professor at the university to become the principal of a primary school? <laughs> I said to him, you know, Patrick, it's the only principal of the primary school that if you go anywhere on the African continent, the head of state would want to see you. And so that he saw when he was going around campaigning, every country that he stopped in, uh, he got a call from the head of state once he came. Football is the lifeblood on the continent. Mm. And uh, he quickly grasped that and said, look, I see the power of football. We must make football on the continent better. And I'm happy today that uh, he has grasped that, and I'm sure that he has inspired many of the delegates in that hall today to say this is the right man. Let's follow him and let's support him. And we can be proud as a South African that we have given uh, the first uh, leader of African football from our country and from our region. And just uh, finally, uh, Dr. Jadon, South Africans that are listening very, very eagerly uh, in terms of what we're talking about, uh, issues around um, VAR, etc. Are, are those important? Are those some of the things that uh, he'll be tapping into and just trying to fulfill what is part of his vision as well as his mandate? Well, I think he set out his vision in the 10 points that he set out. But clearly, he is a winner of the uh, Cup Champions League. He participated through his club in the Club World Cup. And he saw that, that if you look at it from a business perspective, none of the Cup competitions will yield a return on investment. All the clubs will tell you, you play in Cup competitions and don't look for a return on investment. Even in the Capcom, because the revenue that's generated can hardly cover the expense and a reasonable prize money. Uh, so those are the, the problems. The prize money of the Champions League alone is about three times the total revenue of cap. So it's a huge challenge. So I, I said to him, <clears throat> we have to build partnership because there are so many companies and investors on the African continent making billions of dollars, but not investing in Africa. Um, and so you see that even the other day, Yangote, what he want to do? He want to buy Arsenal. Where are the other investments from, from China, from India, from Malaysia? It's an English Premier League. They want to buy English Premier League clubs. The Middle East want to buy uh, La Liga clubs. And there's no investment in, in African football.
So I think he has to engage because he is an insider of the billionaire top and uh, business leaders on the African continent. And maybe uh, he will have ears that listen and hearts that respond. And that is what Africa and South needs at this time. We look forward to your return to the country together with the newly um, elected uh, president of CAF, uh, Dr. Jordan. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of that uh, press briefing and chatting to South Africans at large and the world inclusive. Thank you so much. And once again, congratulations to the team. Thank you. And let me just express my sincere condolences for the sad loss uh, of the, the king of the Zulu people, and also the loss of Isma Bamji, who was a Catholic and a FIFA executive member. And uh, as we're sitting in the Congress, we got these messages. And so I want to express on behalf of myself and the Shafa uh, family, football in our country, our sincere condolences. And we are sad that we sit far out of the country and we see these sad losses of giants in our country and the history of our country and the history of our people. Absolutely well received. Thank you so much for that. Uh, that's uh, Dr. Danny Jordan. He is the SAFA president uh, joining us all the way from Rabat in Morocco, uh, where he sits alongside uh, the newly elected president of CAF, that is Dr. Patrice Mutsipe. Well, talking about hierarchy, we spoke at the start about congratulations to condolences. And that is where we are. After the news, though, we will have a very special song. And you know that when Oskido is involved in anything musical, it, it, it will be great. It should be great. And that's a song dedicated to Patrice Mutsipe. And with that, though, I wish I had a song that was dedicated to Her Royal Highness Princess Anne Musa.